going to read a few more verses from Isaiah. This time we're in Isaiah chapter 35. And let me read verses um, 4 and then 8 through to 10. And 8 through to 10 will be on the screen. Isaiah chapter 35, verse 4. Say to those who, are anxi- who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. And then verse 8. And a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come up on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return, and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads, and they shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and and sighing shall flee away. Let's pray and ask for God's help as we think about these verses. Father, we come to you and we ask that you would shine light that we might see, that we would be granted eyes that would see to understand and ears that would hear to understand. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. It's uh, beginning to look a lot like Christmas, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, it feels like Christmas, doesn't it? Yeah, you think, um, well, Christmas trees, I don't know if you play that game, we play that game. How many Christmas trees are on your side of the road as you drive to church? Anybody else play that game on the way here? Uh, just us, well, on the way home, all of you can play that game. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas, isn't it? Beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. We've got Christmas trees, you can see them here. We've got uh, lights and baubles and, well, we did have a star, but... <laughs> Um, only those here behind the tree can see it this evening. Uh, there's, there's bright jumpers and uh, tacky snowmen. There's presents and dinners and cheesy Hallmark movies. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas, isn't it? And the world bombards it, us with what it's supposed to feel like. The gift that you will receive that will be really the gift that you really, really needed that will transform your life. The romantic encounter with a new special someone that brings new life to the holiday season. The gathering with family and friends where the only sound is Christmas cheer. The traditions that never change and always fill your heart with nostalgia. And yet, for most of us, well, it's not really how it is, is it? It's not really how it is. I'm a a farm boy, so growing up, one of my uh, favorite films was Babe. Anybody else? Favorite, Babe? No? Oh, well, one other, that's good. Okay, well, not many of us. Okay, well, Babe was one of my favorites growing up. And if you've, if you've watched being the, uh, Babe, then you, you might know the, 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 the scene that I'm talking about. But um, what happens is it's Christmas, and Farmer Hoggett and Mrs. Hoggett, they have all of the family come to stay over for Christmas. And uh, Farmer Hoggett, the grandfather, has worked really hard at making this beautiful doll's house. And then he presents it to his granddaughter on Christmas morning. And she starts to cry. And she says this, she says, it's the wrong one. It's not the one I saw on the television. And there's this kind of lingering awkwardness in the air as Mrs. Hoggett says, there, there, dear, there, there. Maybe you know that feeling. 
Maybe you longed for a gift and you haven't got it yet. Maybe you longed for a gift and you did get the gift and yet it didn't really satisfy in the way that you hoped it might. Maybe you spent a long time picking out the, the gift for someone that you thought they would love, they would really, really love, and yet the reaction that you got really wasn't what you hoped. Perhaps you've experienced some of those. Or perhaps the person that you long to meet this year, well, you still haven't met them. Or the one that you loved is no longer here. Or the relationship that you find yourself in is one that brings great pain and endless trials. Perhaps the the family gatherings aren't all laughs and and cheers. Maybe there will be a a noticeably empty seat this Christmas. Maybe with those who gather, there will be tension and arguments, and you can kind of foresee it already. Maybe the build-up to that gathering is one that fills you with great fear and anxiety. Or maybe it's a day that you actually spend on your own, because the invitation to come and be with family or friends never comes. Maybe the diagnosis brings particular poignancy to this Christmas. Perhaps the the drugs that dull the pain also dim the light. Maybe it's the the busyness at work, the running to and, and, and fro. Perhaps it's the cooking and the endless entertaining that leaves you just exhausted and so you just let out a great big sigh. It's not like it is in the movies, is it? It's not real life. And there's something in your heart that tells you that what the world sells you at Christmas doesn't deliver. It doesn't deliver. I was chatting to some of those in, in WASPs, one of the, the groups that meets here. Or, um, or no, actually, I think it was um, the Tuesday Club, and I was telling you about how um, there's a secret about Christmas. And the secret about Christmas is this. The secret, I'm just a spoiler alert, the secret about Christmas is this, right? The secret is you must not pin all your hopes on one day. Because if all your hopes are on Christmas Day, it inevitably comes a bit of a disappointment, doesn't it? You build up with all, you know, for that one day, and then boom, it's, you're like, what, was this it? And then Boxing Day, you're like, what? It's gone after all of the anticipation. It's just not so good, is it? You see, our, our hearts tell us of the reality that we are made for another world. We were made for another world. Our hearts have eternity within them. And yet what we know in this world is temporary and never really fills us with what we want. Weary is how we often feel, isn't it? Maybe you're not feeling weary tonight, but maybe, maybe tomorrow or the day after or the day after that. Or what about Boxing Day? Weary. So how might we know joy in a weary world? That's the question. How might we know this joy? How might we know deep and lasting joy in a world where we end up losing everything? Well, joy comes. Joy comes when you have peace with God and a certain hope of what's to come. And that's the really good news of the Christmas story. It's the good news. In the book of Isaiah, there's a a wonderful shaft of light. That's what we're thinking about tonight. And this shaft of light breaks into the weariness of the world. God's people at this point in the story, well, they're in exile. They've been conquered by this foreign army. They've been uh, captured and carried off. And they are helpless to save themselves. Helpless to save themselves. But the message that they're given is this. It is a message of how God will save them. 
It says, he will come and save you. He will come and save you. And then they're told of what it's going to be like whenever they return from exile. And it's a picture of, a picture of home, and it is a glorious picture. But the picture that's given is one that actually points further, further than one return from exile. But the, what it will be like when Jesus returns, when he comes and gathers up all of his people, and he takes his people home. For that's the Christian's sure and certain hope that they have been saved by God, saved from the punishment and power of sin, saved from hell and destruction to come, and promised this new life in a world and the future where all weariness and all sorrow is gone. Listen again to these words from Isaiah. And a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk in the way. Even if they are fools, it shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy. And sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Flee away. What a picture, eh? What a place. Everlasting joy, gladness and, and singing. And what happens to, to sorrow and sighing? Well, it just flees away, flees away. There is no place for sorrow and sighing in God's kingdom. You see, the Christian can enjoy Christmas. The Christian can enjoy Christmas for they know that the, the best parts of Christmas only do one thing. The best parts of Christmas point forward, point forward to what's, of, what's to come. It points to resurrection life with new bodies that won't be riddled with disease or struggle with anxiety or be faced with the anguish of broken relationships. No, everything in this land will be good. Everything will be good. Everything about this new world will be finally like being home in the best possible sense, truly home. Everything about this world will only ever bring joy. You see, Christians can enjoy Christmas, for they know that the best parts of Christmas point to what's to come, and the parts that bring sighs and the parts that bring sorrow remind us that we are not there yet. We are not home yet. This is not the new creation. But even now, even now we can know peace with God. We can know our sins forgiven. We can know our sins forgiven. We can know what it is to be friends with God through what Christ has done for us on the cross. Don't you long for that world? As you sit there, here tonight, don't, don't you long for that world? world where there is only joy all the time. A world where there's gladness. A world where sorrow and sighing will they, they just flee away. They'll not be there. And you see, it's the, the certain hope for the Christian. That is their certain 
hope. But Isaiah reminds us that on this highway, on this highway, this road that brings us to the new creation, it's not one that all will walk, for the unclean shall not pass over it. This is the way of holiness. This is the way that the redeemed walk. Only those who have been saved by Christ Jesus, only those who have believed in and received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, only those who find their refuge in Jesus walk along this path. To all others, they do not know everlasting joy. That's the message. They do not know everlasting joy, but will face judgment and punishment from God. They will spend forever in hell which will be worse than any of the sorrows that we know here. But tonight, tonight is a night of salvation. Tonight is a night of salvation for the gate onto this highway is still open. You can still get onto this highway this evening. Jesus Christ was born into the world to save sinners, sinners like me and sinners like you. And so the call goes out to come and to follow Jesus. Come and follow Jesus to enter into this joyous relationship that only he can bring. And to leave here tonight, going back into a weary world, yes, going back into a weary world, but into a weary world, rejoicing, rejoicing, being sure of peace with God and the promise of the new creation to come. Come and follow Jesus. Let's pray. Lord God, we pray that each one here tonight might leave knowing peace with you through Jesus Christ. Might each one leave knowing deep and lasting joy, no matter what their circumstance. And might we have our eyes fixed on the certain hope of what is to come for the Christian. And for those who tonight are on a different road, might they see the glorious good news about Jesus and follow after him. We ask this in his name. Amen.